Today's episode of Joystick and Mouse is brought to you by Secret Lab, the absolute best office and gaming chairs you could possibly hope for. I personally have a Secret Lab chair that I use every single day, and I can safely say that my back and my posture thank me for it. It's top quality engineering and design make this a must-have for any gamer out there who wants to sit comfortably and safely. You can check out the amazing lineup of high-quality gaming chairs and desks by heading over to secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Again, that's secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Crossing the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And in J-Dimes' seat today, because he's off doing college-y things is the word I'm going to use today, it is uh, it's uh, Brian Ibbett, a podcaster, Hall of Famer, extraordinaire, and the host of all the podcasts in the world, uh, also known as Coverville. Uh, Brian, thanks for being here tonight. Oh, go on, go on. I just keep saying. No, I mean, got, go on. He's got the best on. bald head yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> hey, there we go. All that, yeah, all, hey, all of I'm this sorry. is true. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you here. Um, uh, Brian is a well-known podcaster. If you've been listening to anything that I've been doing, we've had him on uh, all the shows, really, the Dad Chronicle. Uh, he hosts uh, America's Next Top Podcaster, which is what Diddy and I have both been on, and uh, as well as uh, the, one of the longest-running podcasts ever, Coverville. So, uh, anything else that I miss? Uh, TMS. That's is a, it. A TMS. And, oh, TMS, of course. Kind of Film sack. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Too many, really too many to mention. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we do appreciate you being here, and you're going to have some fun with us as we talk about video games. You know, uh, Sony had kind of a big, a big uh, a day the other day. They did. This week, Sony yeah. held a PlayStation showcase that reminded us who has the best lineup of games and why that $500 console is worth every penny. So let's dive into what was announced and look at our favorites and maybe some other angles of this of these announcements that weren't readily apparent on this episode of Joystick and Mouse. And just like we do, chat, before we really jump into things, I kind of want us to, to take a moment and just recap uh, uh, some of the, the crazy things that we experienced lately. Uh, me specifically, I, I watched this movie and this this movie I was very excited to watch. Okay, guys? Malignant? Have you guys heard of this movie? Yeah, this is uh, I, getting I heard all sorts it. of promoted all on so uh, HBO Max. Yeah, it's got all these like really rave reviews. Everybody's really like loving this, this movie. Um, I can't explain how bad it was. Like I am, I'm legit. Like one of the one of those people who's like, I'm gonna find everything good and everything. You know, like it's gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah. This was like, it, it's it's total B rated um, horror movie, but I didn't expect it to be B rated, which is what my problem was. I think. You well, know, how, like good, I love a good B rated horror movie. You me, know, like oh, me too. When the giant bees attack, or you know, the <laughs> the seventy foot alligator decides to fight the. Uh, 110 foot python those are great those are fantastic movies yeah it, and it was like it was really a, it was a very fun watch but you know from james wan like i was expecting the conjuring like super spooky sort of a deal and i was met with parts where i like genuinely laughed and i remember going mm. on twitter uh the other day i was i was reading uh 
Garrett Weinzerl was was like talking about how he was really disappointed in this movie. I was like, ah, Garrett, just stop being a wiener. Like, it's probably a lot of fun. Just don't be one of those people. <laughs> and I was totally right. being one Why of those people. I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it. And I was like, dude, it's not good. <laughs> I was so I was so upset. <laughs> But it's a fun. Uh, it's a bummer because yeah. I was looking at this thing, thinking, "All right, I'll have to check this out." But now I'm now I'm thinking I won't, and I'm thinking I won't bother with it. You know, if you really want one of those scary movies that's just a really silly watch and uh, a little over the top, doesn't really commit to being ultra super scary. It could have been ultra super scary, but didn't really commit. That that's give me there's a time and place. Give me like a, a comparison. What's another movie that would fit into this same category? <sighs> um. I'm genuinely so. Have you ever seen? So are we talking scary movie level? No, or... no, 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 not B B level scary movie level, like like something that is along these along the lines of this quality of like, scary movie, like The Grudge Two or The Grudge Three or whatever. When it started to get like really just okay. kind of silly at times. Okay, it's gotcha. kind of it's kind of like gotcha. that, but not but not knowingly silly, right? Not not like a Happy Death Day or a Bloomhouse no. kind of thing. No, okay. it, it tries to it it really like does its best to to like be scary at times. And they're like, gotcha. This is really scary, right? Like they're kinda like, uh, look at this, <laughs> look what we're doing here. And it, uh -huh. it just not just doesn't nail it. And I was I was a little upset because I was really looking forward to it. But uh Yeah, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, you guys ever see Scarecrow yeah. Gone Wild? Do you know what I'm talking about? The Scarecrow like No, <laughs> no, no but that okay. sounds fantastic. It, it's like along it's like a step above killer clowns from outer space and okay like those sort of like really terrible b movie like horror movies it's not like that mm -hmm. like it's not it's not sci-fi network level right you know it, it's yeah. just a little goofy um at times uh kind of actiony and it tries to do its best to figure out its place and doesn't really nail it so uh, uh, man I... you think it looks like it's got a good budget so you think that they would have put some James some Wan, bro. Like <laughs> stuff behind it. James Wan, yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I take I I take offense that Killer Clowns from Outer Space is labeled a bad movie. Come on. Oh no, you're right. I, it is a oh, fantastic come on. movie. Oh no, no, no. You're it's exactly a fantastically right. bad movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Um uh, <laughs> Diddy, anything going on in your world that you want to talk about? Oh my god. So so you know, every once in a while you just like tweet something out. And it'll take off and get a life of its own. So this week we had an Amazon package delivered. And when Amazon sent us the picture uh, verifying that it was delivered, my cat happened to be in the door yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> so so I posted the, I posted the picture on Twitter and tagged Amazon in it. And it has gotten a life of its own. <laughs> and it's up to the uh, tens of thousands of likes wow. and, and retweets and stuff to the point where my cat now has her own Twitter account called Guard Cat Jaina. <laughs> and Amazon, <laughs> it's almost like Amazon is promoting this because every time I post something, they respond to it with these ridiculous pun, um, pun filled responses. You know, now, like, the latest one is, you know, that she could uh, be a perfect guard cat. Oh, well oh, oh, hold on. Let me get the knee, well just knee slapping. And she's a much. sight 
fur, four eyes, and, and, and on and on and on. It's absolutely hilarious that, that this this thing took off. And of course, you know, I can I can tweet all day long, you know, and like 10 people <laughs> respond yeah. if it's a really good well, one. Nope. Nope. Guard Cat Jaina is the one that 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 uh, has taken off. <laughs> You know, sometimes when it's meant when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Oh, you. Oh, that's true. Oh, yes. you. Hold on. Yep. Again, we're just going <laughs> to knee slap it. <laughs> I'm looking at the photo right now. That's awesome. What a great shot. I, yeah. And, it, and, and like, we just got this random, random picture from Amazon and we're like, <laughs> oh, that is so good. And then it's so typical of this cat. <laughs> is she hissing or is she meowing at the She's meowing. At the Amazon She's just yelling. Yeah, okay. There's, there's yeah. somebody outside. She doesn't want to hurt them. She wants to go out and kitty death roll and and have you of know course. be petted and and loved on and she's and... a sweet cat. She's oh, a she's sweet great. Cat. She's a very That's sweet. Cool. Cat. She's great. Um, yeah and, yeah, and her yes, her name's Jaina, and yes, she is named after the uh, mage extraordinaire. Got some good. Uh, yeah, we got some good uh, dad jokes in the chat. By the way, you're walking a feline with those puns like a fine <laughs> like a fine line Jack. Fine line, yeah <laughs> that one made mine look better <laughs> <laughs> pretty good uh, brian's is, is suddenly safe um speaking of right. safe brian is now safely on this side of the world brian uh talked right. a bit about his experience in ireland uh, on tms today it was pretty great yeah what else is going yeah. on you know, that's, that is it for the last 10 days, really for the last, I mean, for the last 10 days we were in Ireland, but prior to that, prepar uh, preparing for 10 days in Ireland was all we were, Ooh. all we were doing. And, uh, I gotta say it is such a, um, it's such a beautiful part of the world. So many cool things, they got some gorgeous cliffs and natural rock formations. There's this thing out there called the Giant's Causeway which I'd never heard of before this trip. And it was one of those things while we were researching what we wanted to do on this trip, we found about, found out about the giant's causeway. And it's this, um, it's this part of the coastline of the Antrim coast County Antrim. And it's a rock formation where all of these rocks in perfect hexagonal form have come up out of the ground and made like stair steps, like a, uh led zeppelin houses of the holy kind of kind of thing dude that is and so cool it is cool seeing it in yep. person after seeing a couple photographs and saying we got to check this out it's just amazing absolutely mind-blowing did so, they explain um, how like yeah. it becomes hex hexagonal like that no my guess is and i'm bet if i if we would have sprung the money for the for the uh the tour basically everyone was walking around with these little um look like uh long cordless phones from the 90s uh, up to their ears <laughs> that they had gotten at the gift shop you rent them right. and it basically gives you a walking tour so you just walk around yeah. with this thing up to your ear tina like no let's just let's go down check it out take some pictures but i'm guessing that on there it talked about how they were how those things were formed but my guess is that like you know when you've got um if you blow a bubble and then you blow six bubbles and perfectly put them around it you'll get a the decahedron or something in the middle of it i don't know the exact shape it's a you know whatever a 12-sided shape right and i'm guessing that that's kind of like this like there's lava coming up in fairly even amounts from the floor and as they're coming up more lava on either on every side of it 
is having equal pressure on all six sides and creating these these hexagons. Mm. But, That's uh, it's pretty. I mean, it's yeah. For, first of all, it's beautiful. It's really like, cool. I, it is I, really cool. Yeah, I can't it's, get it's over so how amazing it looks. Um, I think I think my mm-hmm. parent my parents had gone to Ireland maybe a few years ago. And I think that they went there because this looks awfully familiar, but it also looks like something straight mm-hmm. out of like a, like freaking I don't know, Lord of the Rings or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't even. Like, yeah, and there's so that. much so up cool. there on that coast that was used for uh, Game of Thrones. We kind of did an unofficial Game of Thrones tour and saw the caves of Kishendon where Melisandre had her baby, and the uh, the dark hedges, those intertwining. Uh, branches that uh, over a, a really pretty lane. Um, it's uh, you know so much of that stuff was used. They did so much filming of Storm's End and so and things neat. like that. There, of course, tons of castles. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. We didn't hear about any of it being filmed at the Giant's Causeway, but it would not surprise us if there was something filmed at the Giant's Causeway. Right, right. We have uh, we have actual um, scientists in chat, by the way, including Bobby <laughs> Franks, who's an actual scientist. Yeah, they're, they're actually giving us some, uh, educating us yeah, on what edu- caused those yeah. uh, hexagons. Rapidly so cooling lava created the forms due to the hexagonal structure of bas- basalt. Basalt. Basalt? Basalt. Bath salts are what you need if you're from Florida and you want to design. <laughs> That's the Florida drug of choice or bath salts, yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. No, I, I love that uh that you had this experience though. So uh, it's so neat. Did you um uh, did you surprise. bring back any good Irish wood? No, I thought about it, right? Like you're in the you're in the airport, you're walking by that duty-free store, and I'm thinking to myself, is is uh, is the Jameson here going to be cheaper than the Jameson at home, or maybe some of the? There's a great distillery in uh, Dingle, and I just want to mm-hmm. walk off the plane carrying a bottle of Dingle gin and Dingle whiskey and Dingle vodka, and uh, but I didn't. I uh, I said, nah, I'll just see if I can get them here. Yeah, Dingle Irish <laughs> whiskey is quite good. So, is it okay? Yes, I'll I'll see if I can find some of that here. I bet I can. Uh, We've got a great liquor store close to us called Applejack that is like an old Kmart. It's massive. Applejack in there. sounds like that type of I, place. I, I love I, that. Yeah, we, right. We live in this horrid place where all liquor is uh, state controlled. So it's just, oh, no. Yeah. It's horrendous. And it's, you know, it's about uh, 20% more than anywhere else in the country. So, oh, yeah, it's I'm fantastic. sure. Mm. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. Uh well, uh cheers gentlemen. Though you didn't buy any whiskey there, we're still enjoying a beverage. Uh I'm just having this I'm, I'm getting through this Sam Adams like um summer pack thing that Deanna got, so it's a lager, lawn chair lager. Um Diddy's having a a, a Yingling Oktoberfest as you do in this tradition and Cupperville is drinking a how do you say it? Smithix. It's Smithix. You don't pronounce that W. And uh, of course, it's an Irish red ale because uh, why not? Because Ireland <laughs> feels appropriate. Yeah, yes, feels exactly. appropriate. Feels appropriate. Well, gentlemen, we do have a lot to talk about today because this whole uh, this whole deal with uh, Sony and their announcements was there's a lot to talk about. So let's just jump right in. It's time for the news. All right, so 19. I counted them. 19 games 
were uh, were announced uh, during PlayStation PlayStation's showcase 2021 event, and we're going to talk about all of them, what they uh, what they kind of mean to us, what we're excited about, what was surprising to us, what we kind of were expecting maybe they would talk about more. Um, so first things first, the the first game that they that they talked about was um, well actually first things that, that I should mention was this this like little intro video that they did, I thought was pretty mm. cool. Have you guys seen the intro video? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking they were getting ready to int introduce a new chess game. Right, me too. <laughs> Based on that yeah, intro video. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it, was, it was great. It was so well done because it hit all of the other game styles, racing yep. games, adventure games, strategy games. It was really, really clever. Really yeah, clever. Very, and, very clever. And I loved, one of the things that they did in this was that they actually hinted at some games uh, that were like kind of exclusives. Like the, you would see, first of all, there's like, if you're watching live on Twitch or YouTube, there's a, GTA. Uh, there's, yeah, there's like all of these different game references. So yeah, you see GTA, there's a picture of God of War in the background. There were even mm -hmm. more subtle uh, remark or subtle um, insignias that you would find in different parts of the, uh, uh, of the video, including I, I read one place where there, so as we know, uh, Resident Evil has been making a ton of games, uh, you know, like remakes of their original games that are like remasters. Mm -hmm. The symbol from Resident Evil 4 is in this video as the soldiers are entering the, like, mm. it's like right there. Like, you can kind of see it. Well, I'm paused at the wrong spot, and it's, it's even hard to see when you pause it. But the, the insignia from that game is in that scene. So, Resident Evil 4 wasn't one thing, one of the things that they necessarily announced, but maybe they're teasing a remake coming maybe a timed exclusive for PS5. So maybe. Yeah, I was getting major like Mirror's Edge vibes from from part of it. Mm -hmm. I was getting uh uh what's the the dude I'm... with the electricity who can skate on the Oh, uh, Infamous? Uh, Powerlands. Infamous. Yeah. I was getting some Infamous vibes. Both of both of which I'd love to see on the PS5. Oh yeah, I was even getting some, some uncharted vibes. You know, with all the running oh, yeah. and jumping over stuff. Right, right. Parkour mm -hmm. stuff going on. I was like, oh, they're they're hinting at stuff here. Oh yeah, there was there was a lot yeah. to unpack in that in that five minute video or whatever. There totally was. Um, but the very first thing that they really give us is what a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting but they still gave it to us uh kotor uh, knights of the old republic the remake right uh, remastered i don't know I, I, th this caught me off guard though i had been hearing like rumors about oh they're, they're gonna be doing a remaster of this right uh, but i was like do they kind of have the, do they have the balls to do that you know and yeah. then when i when you really see revan cool. pop up like that it just yeah, like Steve, this is one of the best says, RPGs ever, right? This my is, pants. Yeah, you know anybody that <laughs> RPGs, this is this is very near the top. Oh yeah, like close to the gold standard. Yeah, and uh, um, to you know, this was something that I I never got a chance to play. I mean, I could have gone back obviously and, and played it, but uh, but now getting the opportunity to play it with remastered graphics and and improved interaction gameplay all that stuff it's like great perfect this is uh kind of the entry that i've been wanting to get into kotor yeah well man you know, i i was like i was all 
I was fanboying all over that. And I'm like texting people. Oh my God, did you see what they just announced? <laughs> yeah. The, and uh, mm. I'm, I'm interested in talking about uh, KOTOR a little bit more because that's one of my highlights. Uh, let's take a, a moment from that and just keep going through some of our initial reactions to the announcements. Sure. The next one that they talked sure. about was this Project Eve, uh, which I thought was mm. different. It kind of gave me some Devil May Cry sort of vibes, like action, mm -hmm. um, action, you know, kind of thrash, like, you know, or slash, hack and slash. Is that the term? Yeah, hack and slash sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. And it was it was beautiful. Um pretty gratuitous in what the chick is wearing but i think that it's you know it's like it's 2021 aren't yeah. we i thought that there have been a lot of issues with that that was my only problem with it otherwise i thought it looks like a really rad design um kind of post-apocalyptic cyberpunkish. um mm -hmm. really neat really neat visual yeah are we going to get subtitles or uh dubbing or Good question <laughs> the yeah. trailer they showed was all in uh korean yeah uh, yeah I I would so I'm bet. Sure, I'm sure we're gonna get. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would bet we get some kind of a dub. Is what I would. I think we bet. get the dub version. Yeah, I'm totally pretty sure. Totally. Um, and then you know, next up we have a game that has uh, been announced before, but and so we'll very quickly talk about it. It is um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So this game looks like you took uh, Borderlands and threw it in freaking. Mm like dungeons and dragons or you know some kind of crazy medieval style deal and it looks really neat and uh this i never really got into borderlands all that much but this seems like it's right up my alley i thought it was really yeah cool. like the cell shading yeah it looked really looked really cool yeah. Border, borderlands is quickly becoming one of my favorite franchises i yeah. this this had everything in it that i was just like this is so cool and yeah. it's well, we'll get into I'll get into it more when yeah. Is it um one. and this is this a brand new franchise, a brand new IP? Yeah. Uh, or it's is an, it something that's okay, it's an offshoot of something else. It's right. an offshoot of Borderlands because Tiny Tina was oh, a, is, a character. Oh, good point. It is an offshoot yeah, of yeah, okay. good point. But it's not it's not well, so I guess yeah, it may exist in the Borderlands universe. Um that's a good gotcha. that's actually a really good really good question. So I don't know. I don't know. Um the next game that they talked about was Forspoken. This game looks so neat. This was kind of a surprise for me, something that I thought looked beautiful. It reminded me, like, the controls kind of reminded me a bit of the game Control and kind of that off-the-shoulder third-person deal with kind of uh, psychic powers and magic powers and stuff. Um, and uh, it, it looks it looks really really neat. Uh, beautiful graphics. Expect what you expect out of a, mm -hmm. a PlayStation exclusive game. Uh, PlayStation's really known for like these just really like visceral imagery and and you know in their um, in their exclusive. So I thought that that was like really really neat. Uh, any any thoughts on that one? That looked really good. Um, sort of like. Mm -hmm. uh, I like control in in like the um final fantasy world yeah yeah totally mm. um rainbow six extraction was the next one that they talked about we've kind of known about this one again it's similar to tiny tina's uh it's this is a game that was announced i think at gamescom and they uh it's basically co-op uh resident or resident evil uh rainbow six 
that it, you <laughs> kill like zombies and shit. And it looks really neat. I think it looks right. fun. Uh, and then uh, after that, <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time, Alan Wake, is getting a remaster. Did you guys ever play Alan Wake? Dead, yeah. I have it's such never a cool never film noir kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like this, and it may make me want to play it again. It may make mm-hmm. me want to play it again. But you know what? I won't play again. Uh, freaking Grand <laughs> Theft Auto Five. Which, uh, whoops, I skipped ahead a little bit too much. Uh, which is being released again. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about this in a second. But uh, It's like a James Cameron movie, right? Dude, like, how many know. different versions of this game are they going to release? It's so weird, dude. It's so weird. I mean, it's made $10 billion. It's, it, it's yeah. just the gift that keeps on giving. Anyway. Uh, they've And then Ghostwire Tokyo was another game that was announced previously but we actually got to see some what feels like gameplay uh where it, it feels kind of spooky cyberpunkish um like rapturey sort of deal uh it, it takes place uh well i guess in in tokyo <laughs> is what i would assume right yeah I, no it's uh it's good to get a good horror game in the list yeah um it is i thought that had stuff. um a cyberpunk feel to it yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like the way this look good. I like the way this mm-hmm. looks. It'll be very interesting. Um, now here we come with a, a little bit of Marvel action coming off the heels of the the Square Enix Avengers game. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. This was something that was already kind of teased a bit, but we see mm-hmm. more gameplay coming out of this uh you're a big marvel nut brian you excited about huge marvel nut. and this is i'm uh, more excited about this than i was the avengers game and i hope this will be a lot better mm-hmm. <laughs> than the avengers game which kind of fizzled out for me about halfway through the second character uh campaign the second or third character campaign oh, so uh but this looks like a lot of fun it's it's uh i guess you're playing the whole thing through star lord's uh purview that's what uh, I would what assume, I you know, like mm-hmm. it's what it kind of looked like, but I couldn't necessarily like, I, I, w- I would be surprised if they didn't let you jump into the other characters like they did the Avengers game, especially seeing some mm-hmm. of the animations in the the gameplay trailer where freaking looked like Gamora or, um, or Drax or something like was just Drax. zooming around, like slicing, dicing everybody. I thought that was super rad. Yeah. That stuff looked like cutscenes, but the only what looked like the only gameplay they were showing was Star Lord. I, I mean, I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah. it's one I'm absolutely, absolutely going to pre-order. Yeah, um, it looks really as we neat. get a little bit closer. Totally. Another game that was uh, that was talked about was Vampire Masquerade, uh, the a blood hunt, which is basically it's like a battle royale in the Vampire Masquerade mm-hmm. universe. People love the Vampire Masquerade universe. This has a lot of mixed reviews on Steam, which is where it's currently available now. It's going to be available on PlayStation. So um, that's cool for people who want that. Uh, I don't know that's for yeah. me, yeah, but that, kind of neat. That's, I didn't like the Vampire Masquerade game itself, so I can't imagine this one would appeal to me at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think there's. A I game won't play it, but it looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, looked, it looked really cool. I liked yeah. seeing all the different character classes, like Nosferatu and yeah. uh, you know, things like the that. Bruja. But, uh, yeah, like but this I'll... guy. 
Look at this guy. He right. freaking slashes people and shotgun. That's what I would play. I like that sort of shotgun. <laughs> Uh, the next one, which is uh, very interesting, Deathloop. Deathloop has been a game that we've been following for like two years, it feels like, Diddy, right? Right. A long time, man. Right. And it's this game has been in the works, and it's it's this game where you play as this guy, and he's, and he's trying to kill all eight of these people, and then there's this other assassin that's trying to kill him at the same time, and he keeps dying and then coming back to life. Uh, the, the whole thing had me feeling like I do not want to play this game. It just sounded like there was a oh, lot really? to this. Yeah, yeah, but but I'll tell you what. Yeah. I I've watched this trailer and for some reason I feel like maybe I do. I don't yeah. know. I um I was already planning on picking this up but as soon as the uh presentation was over, or as soon as I finished watching it cuz I watched it late, um I pre-ordered the game is downloaded i'll be able to play it in about five hours <laughs> love it yeah, yeah and that, it, it september out, 14th right? is release date yep, yes exactly by uh, the way it no of... i'm excited go ahead go ahead go ahead oh, go ahead go ahead uh what what kind of excites me about it is it's got a, a little bit of a braids do you remember the game braid where you could kind of retrace and 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 do your steps a different way it was a it was a um, yes a platform or no it was a yeah side-scrolling platformer game right and you could kind of reverse time and do things a different way or align things differently in your reversing and then get them back forward. And I'm kind of hoping that this has that element of, all right, I've set this thing, the wheels in motion for this, for this time loop so that I can act on it in the next one. Oh yeah, very thing. interesting. Um, yeah, hmm. interesting theory. I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it got uh, who was it? IGN got their hands on it, gave it a ten out of ten, which is very really? rare. Oh yeah. wow! So, a lot so of that's people another huge. love it that okay. got mm -hmm. an early early release to it. I thought it was more like um, Dragon's Lair. Like I did this. <laughs> I did this last time. I know I can't do oh, that this, this time. The, the, the flashbacks, right? Yeah, oh. that is that was such a quarter eater for me. It's like, yeah. oh, it's such a frustrating experience. Yeah, because that was more like I just want to complete uh, Dragon's Lair. I don't want. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not playing it for fun anymore. I'm playing it because I can't not beat this thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like um, you know, this game got a ten out of ten. Malignant got very good reviews, and you heard what I thought about that movie earlier. So I don't, you know, like. Oh right. Right. I don't know, man. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to give it a solid try, though. I, I do. I'm very interested in it. Uh, but going back mm -hmm. to the list of games that were announced, this was one that I was like, what is what is this? There wasn't a whole lot given about it, but Kid Amnesia, something by Radiohead? Did you see this, Brian? Yeah, yeah. This is the one that had the um, everything in its right place uh, music playing behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I could not figure out what the heck this thing yeah presented by radiohead out. and epic games yeah like very interesting well anyway so they oh, that's all that they yeah. really give if you guys are watching on twitch um the other thing that that came out after that though was this really rad game that i thought would looked really neat uh i think it's to i can't really pronounce it to chia to chia yeah, maybe it? it's just chia yeah, yeah. And, it, it, awesome representation um, you know, indigenous representation and uh, feels like Moana, like you're playing Moana, uh, mm -hmm. which is a big, big hit in this household. With a yeah, it looked, uh, yeah, Moana and and maybe even a little bit of an Animal Crossing vibe. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, this is one that I'll be 
interested to hear what the gameplay, what the actual gameplay is, Same. and uh, and make a decision from there. Yeah, because it looked cool. Like you could um, uh, put your presence into the animals, and then go yeah, go um, dig uh, or complete, fly complete or, yeah activities or whatever you're supposed to do as the animal, and you know that that animal can do that. And you have to do this to complete this. Uh, yeah, so right. that one might be interesting. Uh, yeah. That might be a different style of what we're all used to type of game. Right. Um, personal favorite of mine, Uncharted, uh, is getting a remaster for the... Uh, and specifically, A Thief's End and The Lost Legacy are getting remasters for, uh, for PlayStation 5. One of my favorite game series of all time. And I've never played uh, that the latter one, so I might, I might give that I a shot. I haven't either. It's great. Played, yeah, this is a great I one. If they're the going to remaster one. it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Good game. Yeah. Uh, good game. I know that it did not get the good reviews that prior versions, uh, prior iterations of, of this game franchise got, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was pretty good. Well, I want to tell you guys my absolute favorite uh, and the surprise for me, this game right here, Wolverine, a freaking Wolverine mm -hmm. game made by Insomniac. Yeah. Like the, the people that make the the Miles Morales and Spider-Man games are making a Wolverine game and they better exist in the same <sighs> freaking universe, bro. Oh, absolutely. They have to, I hope. Yeah. I, uh, I will buy this, this is, just this because is... Insomniac made it. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they haven't missed yet, so. It, they kill it. What's going to be the, uh, the Wolverine equivalent to the fun of um slinging your web and flying through new york is it going to be you know running through the savage land or uh madripoor or oh, something like man. that what do we yeah. <laughs> I, I you know I, this is one i'll buy sight unseen but oh yeah you know i'm so excited to see what they do what yeah. they what experience they give you that's like that totally totally so yeah um the and of course What's a PlayStation uh, without Gran Turismo? It's awesome to see this series back. I'm not really much of a... Uh, oh, whoops, I pushed it all the way back there. There we go. I'm not uh, much of a racing game guy, but Gran Turismo, I have a lot of respect for and what it's done for the genre in games, uh, racing games and what we see them today. It's like, you know, this is... I feel like it's PlayStation's answer to Forza, and this is so great to see. So great to see the return of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. I believe uh, GT now has that same mode that Forza does, where it's a lot, little bit easier to drive the cars, not quite so twitchy. Oh and yeah, maybe yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it makes yeah. makes it a little bit easier to drive them. Yeah, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, beautiful! I mean, this. there are a lot of screenshots where you're not positive that you're not looking at a real car. It's gorgeous, dude. Gorgeous. Um, and then next up. This was a, uh, a big talking point. Spider-Man 2 got an announcement, possibly dealing with Kraven the Hunter as the primary villain, along with Venom. Brian. Yeah. This is there's rally. part of me that hopes we're going to get a Venomized Craven in this thing. Cravenum or something like that. Because <laughs> the way the, the intro, you hear the accent and it's like, all right, well, this has to be uh, Craven talking. And um, uh, talking about finding a you know uh, a, 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 a quarry worthy of uh, of himself, and then you hear Venom talk, and it just makes me hope that you know maybe final boss will be a uh, a Craven Venom 
or a, a symbiote level craven all right oh my god but so yeah cool. i'm so excited about this and the fact that you've got both uh peter parker and miles morales in this again makes me hope that you've mm -hmm. got the ability to play as both characters in this thing as opposed to having the two separate games uh, that we've had from them recently right right and that by the way when i saw that it reminded me that i never played My miles morales so this weekend i bought it and i started playing it and it is great it's venom it's great it's venom i'm all in oh i love venom yeah. too <laughs> i love venom and finally diddy do you, you want to <sighs> this is diddy's favorite thing in the whole wide world it is god of war ragnarok we got our first we got gameplay and oh my god was it glorious it looks great <laughs> and it looks like the same um it looks like they didn't rehaul the engine or anything not that they had to because it's a freaking brilliant engine uh and the the baseline game from the previous god of war is still great and and it really looked like they used the same animations and everything but mm -hmm. this time we're experiencing the winter time and uh as they kind of foretold in the previous game you know with ragnarok coming uh and uh we're seeing some familiar faces including what, what you see here freya and uh, atreus is a bit older he's grown up a bit yes, did he a bit you know a little bit just like we have since we last and, played and he looks like a he looks and acts like a teenager so he has aged a bit yes yes so this is uh one of the best games that you can play on on okay, so playstation the, the scene, so it's exciting. Of, the scene with the head on the table yes yeah. <laughs> he uses the freaking spoon to change I, it. I, I loved it <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So uh yeah, Trace has gotten older. There's also Fat Thor. Um everybody's really upset about this. No, that's real Thor. That's real that's Thor. Thor in Norse mythology, that is exactly what he was. He was a slovenly beer drink uh ale drinking He's he's endgame Thor, basically. Yes. That's what I <laughs> said, was... yeah. Yes. It's what yeah. Thor is supposed to be. <laughs> So everybody's all mad right. because um, let me see if I could pull up a picture of Fat Thor. Uh, no, they pull up Chris Hemsworth in a bodysuit. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> right, of course, yeah. Just, uh, just type Norse Thor. You'll... Yeah, here you can kind of see. Chat. Get the right guy. Here you go. There he is. He's rotund as he's supposed to be <laughs> as a Thor. Right. Anyway, so uh, I thought that that looked brilliant. Lots of great titles we can see. The, the why the hype is real around um around this past uh, presentation very quickly going around the room brian would love to hear from you what was your highlight from the show uh, or or announcements in general uh anything that was maybe surprising or what's the takeaway uh it's it's not going to be a surprise to anybody i mean I'm, I'm a big marvel guy so um, seeing a little bit more of Guardians and um, getting just the briefest little tease for Wolverine, but Spider-Man 2 is the one, and you can see in the background, I'm a big Spider-Man guy as well. Um, that, that's the one that uh, that I'm probably the most excited about. By the way, uh, 19 games introduced, uh, COVID-19, coincidence? Wow, total. <laughs> no, it's fabrication. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Spider-Man 2 is what I'm most excited about. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Diddy, yeah. um, you're most excited uh, about uh, Gran Turismo. No, no, you know, not, not a whole lot of, of intrigue and mystery here. 
I, I got to see gameplay from my favorite franchise ever, God of War. Um, so I'm, I was just like all giddy over here. But the one that really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all in God of War, you know, that's the game. But the one that, that surprised me was uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That looks, mm. it's quirky and weird and, a and you know, uses humor and, and all that stuff in a game. And I was just like, this looks like so much fun. You're supposed to have fun playing games. And, and this one just looks fun from beginning to end. And I, I'm really looking forward to that because like I said, Borderlands is quickly becoming one of my favorites. It's it's a really good franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my my personal favorite coming out of that was Wolverine. I am very excited to see what they do with a Wolverine game, specifically Insomniac. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, close second is KOTOR. Um, seeing mm -hmm. Darth Revan there, dude, was like, uh, I was excited. I'm very interesting. This is kind of where I wanted to, uh, didn't want to go too far into it then, but wanted to hear from you guys now. What do you anticipate that gameplay to be like? Do you anticipate it to be similar to what the original game was, where you kind of just have preset paths, or is it going to be more hack and slash sort of Final Fantasy VII remake vibe? If you know, what I, if you remember how that game is played, yeah. what do you guys anticipate? If if the improvements are not just going to be solely in the graphics, if they're going to do some gameplay improvements, and again, I'm coming to this from uh, from a perspective of not playing the original, um, I would expect maybe that they'd make it open world and have it um, uh, have it be a bigger a bigger landscape that you're you're completing tasks and quests and, and that sort of thing. And yeah, I guess that puts it more into the just plain old the old republic the mmo that they had but uh work um mm -hmm. yeah work. <laughs> i played that i played the crap out of that and i enjoyed it yeah, tremendously really. so yeah i'd be that i'd be okay with that direction yeah yeah i i was thinking more of a the same along the same lines more of an an open world in the you know along the lines of uh assassin's creed or um red dead redemption or something along those lines you know here's your main story quest line, but here's, you know, 6,000 side quests that you can go to also. And, mm -hmm. and if you want to do those, mm -hmm. have a grand time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping it's more along, more along those lines. Right. Um, and we asked you all at home, uh, well, not at home, on Twitter, <laughs> uh, what are you excited about when it comes to all the announcements? And we got some responses. Want to give some shout outs to some people. First of all, Sirenex said, definitely the KOTOR remake. The original still is on my list of best games I've played. Agreed. Um, still one of my favorite games ever. Uh, Run, jump, stop. I saw him in chat a little bit. It's Bill, our friend Bill. For me, it's KOTOR. I'm sad it's a console exclusive on PlayStation, but since it's coming to PC, I'll live. Overall, I think it was a really great presentation. I agree, Bill. Uh, Dan Yora, who's been on the show. She's my arch enemy because she beat me in ANTP. Um, <laughs> she says, God of Thor. I mean, war. Yeah, that's it. God of war. Um, everybody's <laughs> thirsting so hard over this thick Thor. And I think that that's great. I think it's great. Um, the one thing that I was actually a little surprised about, just uh, to quickly mention it, was Uncharted. We don't see a new Uncharted game. I, I was surprised about that, too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and actually, I was surprised that we didn't see a new Alan Wake game. I, when mm -hmm. when we started hearing about that, I thought they were going to do a brand new game. 
And I'm a little bit surprised that it's a re uh, remastering. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not yeah. disappointed because now an entire generation who may not have ever played it, like, it's kind of at the top of their list of, uh, hey, look at that thing I just saw. Let me try that. And it's an opportunity mm -hmm. for people to get into that, which is a great horror game. So, I, you know, yeah, it's cool. but of their 19 titles, of the 19 titles they, they introduced, almost a quarter of them are just remakes, are, are newly remastered yeah. versions of Good existing uh, games. So, um, that is that does feel like a huge, a bigger percentage than it probably should be. We should have gotten, I'm kind of with you, maybe a couple of these being new titles as opposed to just remastered existing titles yep but you know remasters especially with games like alan wake and uncharted i think is indicative that there's mm -hmm. something happening behind the scenes they're about right. and they want to keep the know. right keep the excitement level for those ips up so that when they do introduce a new game it's not oh wow they're still making gran turismo games wow cool <laughs> yeah bingo right um, yeah, really. mm -hmm. You know, Diddy, I want you to cue up this next conversation, specifically going back to your thoughts around God of War. Uh, there, there was an interesting kind of revelation around God of War that's interesting to talk about. All right. So I sort of mentioned you know, that we got to see some really honest to goodness gameplay from from the uh, forthcoming God of War Ragnarok game. And it was glorious because it's the greatest franchise ever. And uh, but behind the scenes, there was a change of directors. Um, and I was got us thinking what does that mean for the game and what does the director for a game actually do <laughs> so uh mm -hmm. let's take a look at that and uh and then let's let's sort of banter around sometimes where a director change didn't work out so well yeah um maybe star wars movies are in there somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um i i thought that the, first of all cory barlog was is great and is kind of that that visionary behind what the what, what the previous god of war game was about um and he's still involved as a producer in god of war ragnarok but there's kind of a tradition in these games it sounded like that where the previous director steps down to make way this is definitely a thing in their studio where one director does a game and then they will go off and do a different game and the same director does not do uh, a franchise IP game over. Right. Um, and I think uh, I saw an interview with them. I think there's only one. And I think it was Corey that uh, I'm trying to remember which game it was, too, that I'm blanking on which, which game that he's done two of them. Oh, uh... um, but. This, oh, this, as opposed brother. to stepping down after the first one. I mean, yeah. uh, what was his name? Uh, Neil Druckmann for The Last of Us. He's done both of those games. I think he was the director on both. Maybe. Maybe. Um, this bothered me a little bit when I heard about it because the last game was so good. The story was perfect. The pacing was really good. The gameplay was fantastic. Um I was a little worried about this until I found out it's a normal thing mm -hmm. and that he also was going to be involved with the game anyways, that he wasn't actually leaving the company. It was just, this is a normal thing they do is switch around people so they don't get burned out. So mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm okay with it. We'll wait to see how it goes. Um, their writers and designers are still all the same. So hopefully we'll get 
you know, another really good story out of this franchise. Yeah, and top-notch at that, too. Uh, Brian, you have any perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, with games, you've uh, compared to movies, right? You've got uh, um, the director is obviously a separate person than the screenwriter or the producer, the, the people who um, fund the movie or get the right acting out of the, the actors or write the right words for the actors. So depending on what elements of those they keep from the other games that are working, the, the gameplay elements, the writing, the voiceover uh, directing, is is the director the overall director of a game just the person who makes sure that that everything is in a consistent vision all those wheels are turning and if that's the case then um then then the the, the right elements are, are being maintained right the things that people love about the game the writing the voiceover work all that stuff should be consistent across and we just get maybe a different um look and feel to the game between directors yeah so yeah i i think that it's it's a great opportunity to kind of get a new creative like force in there with the with Corey still involved i think that's goodness too so um it'll it'll be interesting i think that you know areas where you see that being an issue like you mentioned star wars i put that in the show notes because like Mm -hmm. you know like when you went from jj to um you know the one that everybody hated, but I love. Um, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking? His name. The guy. Oh, uh, uh, Force Awakens is. Uh, oh, no. I mean, uh, Last Jedi. Uh, freaking. <laughs> yes. Director. Oh gosh, Brian Johnson. Jesus. Brian Johnson. Chat. That's it. Yeah. Um, that was like a little. Um, uh, <laughs> Ryan something, right? Yes, I, I. That was like a little culture or not it felt like like shocking you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh it was the tonality it was jarring and um which you know i, I think in, it was in the right way because i still think that the last last jedi is is the best in the the that trilogy and is one of the better star wars movies in general but i think that mm-hmm. when you have very stark differences in the in that vision like that that could be detrimental. So it'll be interesting to hey, see what happens. Don't forget, we we had uh, Irvin Kirshner who came in as the director of Empire Strikes Back after George Lucas directed yep. episode uh, four. So that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention uh, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher and the original Batman movie series. Right. <laughs> right. Some, there's good examples and bad examples. So right, yeah. right, but, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so Brian, thinking about kind of the one of the last uh, stories around that we, we kind of talked about yeah. earlier. Why, why don't you queue up this next part of the conversation? Yeah. I mean, the surprise announcement that uh, Sony announced in a new release from Rockstar Games. That's right, folks. We're getting uh, GTA 5 on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Oh, wait. You said 5, <laughs> not 6? Okay. What? We were under- ah, yeah, 5. We're getting 5 again. 5 uh, version 4. <laughs> Jesus. V5. <laughs> Or <laughs> yeah. GTA 5 version 36. Isn't it right, crazy? Exactly. Yes. That's crazy. It is crazy. It, I mean, I know it's not It's not easy to put together a new uh, GTA game uh, without a lot of planning and forethought, but they've had a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> they easily could have put together a GTA 6. Uh, streets still work the same way. Cars still work the same way. You just really got to come up with new 
new jobs for your uh, for your guy to do. <laughs> I was gonna say, really, can't you just leave it exactly the same? Right. And come up with a different story and put it in the mm-hmm. same world. I mean, yeah, right. You know, it's Grand Theft Auto. You're expecting a certain thing out of that game. It can't be that hard to come up with a different story for that. You know, right. move it to Miami right. or something. I don't know. It just, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like... Detroit. Yeah. Feels like we've had, yeah. <laughs> We're like, go to I, I, fucking Paris. I don't know. Yeah. Do, do right, there we go. Something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could go work for Rockstar. Uh, wasn't, they... uh, wasn't the first one in, like, the top-down one? That was London, oh, that wasn't was it? London. Or no? I oh, forgot. Yeah. 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 Cause they had that yeah. whole um, top down with like the, the car with the British flag painted on top of it. Right. Right. Whole so deal. maybe it's time to go back. GTA six yes. back to London, back, back to, to London. London. Oh, I'd like that. That'd be rad. <laughs> Could you imagine all yeah. like the terrible Cockney accents that would come out of that? Oh, like, of course. Yeah. Oh. Same, same American actors that have been doing all the GTA stuff. <laughs> Get Dick Van Dyke in there just for shits and giggles. Right. Yeah. The, du- the Dukes of London chat says. The Dukes of London. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, well, I, so part of the problem is how do you top it, right? This game has been so successful. Yeah. How, mm-hmm. If you put something out and it's really bad, mm-hmm. does that harm the, you know, the billion dollar franchise that you got going on? But uh, it's what? 10, 10 billion, 10 something billion, ridiculous. 10 billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. But if it's you insane. over, but if you over innovate, you, you run the same risk, right? You say, "All right, well, yeah. this time we're going to make the cars a lot harder to drive, or we're going to, uh, we're going to really make it feel like you know, like you're really driving in a big city. So there's going to be uh, delays and Uber and and uh, traffic <laughs> uh, issues and things like that. You know, they really want to make it a real experience. They they kind of go overboard with that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a it's a fine line. You want to innovate, but not too much in a game like this. It's true, uh, and I think that they they can they probably are in the midst of making Grand Theft Auto Six. There have been all these reports about it coming out, right? Um, and oh, I think that they they definitely feel that pressure, and they want to make sure something's ready. Um, they do a pretty good job of that. Look at how much time it took for Grand Theft Auto Five to come out in the first place. Um, uh, right. not this right. 20th time the first time and then you know red dead 2 like stuff like that so i'm good i'm good like Maybe that, i think i just came up with the idea for gta 6 oh. you're you know you steal cars but then you use them for ride share and you pick up people <laughs> and take them places like crazy taxi yeah you still got to steal cars but <laughs> but you use them to like make money or you use, use them, them for your Doing yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you take them to hey you gotta go pick up uh right go pick up some chick-fil-a and take it to a guy on uh, 14th street and then <laughs> give this other lady a ride to the vet is it like a 2020 version of a gta game <laughs> right exactly yeah oh this is great all right uh where, where do i rockstar uh you ring me up call me i'll yeah. work with uh, work with you if your character doesn't wear a mask by the way uh you may really die <laughs> That's right. The first half of the game is installing a plexiglass barrier between the front seat and the back seat. Oh, so bad. It's so bad. Uh, right in, by the way, if you're sick of uh, GTA 5. Um, I love that game, by the way. I bought it three times. Oh, it's a lot of um, fun. I won't buy it again, yeah. but it's it's yeah. great. 
But write in, joystickamouse at gmail.com. We'd love to hear you. But uh, Sony certainly brought their A game when it comes to uh, this presentation. Um, when you look at something like Nintendo, which was uh, like, eh, okay, it was fine. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of things out in that, that came out of that that I thought were really fun. Even Xbox was better than that. They really showed off. They flexed like how many games are really coming to their system and the power of... of their game pass and everything but when it comes to like the sheer breadth of exclusive games and stuff i thought sony really showed up with just guns blazing man they they really came out swinging we've been complaining about how little we've seen as far as innovation goes and that may be true i would say for their console technology which you know isn't really embracing the the way xbox is you know creating game pass and doing all that uh, but they really knocked it out of the park with the quality of their games. Um, so just to kind of wrap up this conversation, I wanted to get from you all, you know, because there's always this thought about console war, which I think is is silly. But, you know, when we think about the way that companies are innovating in the, the industry itself, I still say Xbox has a leg up in that in that way with the way that they're doing, you know, Game Pass and everything. But I would say that that Sony really stepped it up as far as game quality goes. Uh, what are your all's thoughts? Um, so I'm a, you know, a Sony. I've, I've owned uh, every Sony console uh, that they've ever put out, and I've owned a few of the Microsoft, the Xbox consoles. Um, it was just a matter of saying, all right, which one has more of the games that I want to play on it, and it, it landed on uh, on Sony. Um, that said, I wish Sony had a service as cool as Game Pass. I mean, they've got PlayStation Plus, which is pretty good, but it's nothing like like Game Pass and the width and breadth of um, of stuff available as part of that. Yeah, true that. Diddy, what are yeah, your thoughts? I mean, this sort of sort of showcases what Sony's marketing strategy is. Right, we're going to put out the best. The, the best group of games that we can mm -hmm. that we can possibly make and we expect you to buy each each and every one of them or at least you know enough of them to make it worth our while um mm -hmm. so yeah we're, we're gonna put out killer games so that you buy our console as opposed to i think xbox sort of goes the we're gonna put out everything and mm -hmm. hope you get a little bit of each and every one yep. right so right. We'll get it a little bit of a time and Sony goes, nope, we're going to get, we're going to, you know, make them great and get it all at once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, very interesting. If you want to write in and let us know what you thought was a highlight for you coming out of, uh, coming out of this event, you can email joystickamouse at gmail.com. Did we, uh, did you agree with something? Disagree? Whatever. Email us joystickamouse at gmail.com. And I want to play a quick sound. Hold on. Wait, this one, that noise can only mean one thing. It's time for, uh, full stream ahead, Diddy. What you got? So a lot of us in the community just, uh, were running around at Tiernum, chopping Eternum. trees, killing wolves, and any number of other tasks in the open beta for New World for Amazon Studios. Because um, it was open, open beta this weekend. Uh, well, this week it was announced that this new MMO would be available on Amazon's cloud gaming service, Luna. Um, this got me thinking, what does that mean for the game, and it, does it change our outlook for it? And this got me thinking, why is World of Warcraft so popular? 
World of Warcraft is so popular because I've got a computer sitting, I've got a laptop sitting downstairs that has got to be at least 10 years old and it still plays World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? If I can fire up a brand new game and it looks beautiful and it'll still run on that computer, then I think it's got a chance to be a big hit. And I think that this running on Luna, uh, New World running on Luna, will give it a leg up because people that do not have the latest and greatest technology and computer systems to run, you know, a, a, an all-out MMO like that, will be able to do it if all the horsepower is running in the cloud. I think this yeah. is a a really good strategy by Amazon to bring this to their cloud service. Totally. Totally. It is. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's got, you know, we've all got great rigs, great gaming rigs, but there are uh, so many people who would maybe try a game like this who maybe don't have the, the, the latest and greatest hardware. So this is, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Just uh, making something that still plays great on the widest variety of machines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the big thing for me with something like this is how well a game well i guess the horsepower on the actual connection to servers and stuff is happening on aws anyway when it comes to this game um mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun by the way we've been playing new world here and there and that's it's a lot of fun and cool. uh, i have not checked it out yet it so was neat it, the, the open beta was out this past weekend i played a bit of the closed beta as well um it, it's a it's a fun game it's a very different it's not your typical mmo but it's got a lot of the same trappings of it um but you mm -hmm. know like with it being an mmo network connectivity in general is like really important because you're communicating and interacting sure. with people in real time so but i guess you know my concern was that you know you would be using bandwidth to kind of interact with people and then that bandwidth is also being used for streaming the game from a server farm to your computer or your phone or wherever that you're going to play it but i guess it doesn't really matter because aws is hosting the game itself too because this is an amazon game so that bandwidth wouldn't necessarily need to happen you know uh, up and down so anyway i thought that that was uh, i think this is a great I think this is a great uh, idea uh, and mm -hmm. uh, more power to Amazon for, for all that. Um, I think that's for sure. That's really good. Uh, yeah, it comes out September 28th. So I'll, I'll yeah. jump on it then. Yep. Check it out. A couple of weeks. Yep. A couple of weeks. And it's um, not, a, not your typical MMO uh, uh, going on either. It's, um, it's nah. pay for it once, play it as long as you want, and as much as you want. And it's only so, like and, 40 bucks, dude. And it's only like $40. Yeah. yeah. So I think this Steam. is, I, I can see cosmetic stuff coming down the line pretty sure. Um, yeah. That's the plan. They have a shop, they have an in-game shop and that, that they'll use. And we talked about it a bit. I was on the instance a month or so ago when uh, Garrett was on vacation and Scott and I talked about this and it was, uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot to, you know, to glean. I would recommend, you know, Folks, if you're interested in learning more about this game, if you haven't heard much about it, uh, you can go back and listen to that episode of The Instance. I think we talked about it that week here on this show as well on Joystick and Mouse. So uh, it, it's a cool game, but if you have any interest in playing, and uh, you can hit us up at the Discord server. You can just go to incastmedianetwork.com. There's a button there to join our Discord server and uh, hang out with the community. 
So a bunch of us will be playing that, I'm sure. Um, I want us to get to your game, Brian Ibbett. Brian Ibbett brought us a game. Hold yeah. on, we're going to play. Hold on. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. Brian, you brought us a, a game. <laughs> and I want you to tell me all I about did, it. I did, and... Like this is gonna be this is gonna surprise nobody because of uh, my Marvel my Marvel fanboyism. But um, a couple weeks ago, uh, just under a month ago, boy, uh, I'm trying. Netmarble released a new Marvel game that I am amazed is a mobile game. It's got so much depth and um, and customizability it's called uh, marvel future revolution it's an mmo set in the marvel universe um you pick a character that is uh uh is is one of you know eight superheroes eight eight of your starter superheroes iron man captain america spider-man uh captain marvel doctor strange star lord trying to remember who else um storm so they are going into the x-men with this one as well and um and they're dealing with this thing called a convergence, which was a, a plot line from maybe about eight years ago in Marvel Comics, where the different universes were colliding. And so you're getting crossovers between this weird Marvel universe and this other Marvel universe that you know. And so it's a way for them to have explain why there are 200 Doctor Stranges running around in this game. Ah. Each one came mm. from a different universe. Um, but it's a... It's a, it's a really well done, deep MMO with a lot of tasks. Um, it borrows some elements from World of Warcraft and games like that, where um, uh, you know, you've got side quests and, and uh, almost daily quests along with the regular storyline. Something that they add that's kind of cool is that the more characters you add and level, um, their individual's level individual levels add up to a squad level that improves all of your characters so it adds to the hp and attack and defense of of all of your characters um and to kind of make it so that you're not bored just going through and saying okay well now it's time to run um iron man through the hydra level there's autoplay features that let you just let run a character through and maybe jump in and do the boss battles yourself um so there's uh um a lot of aspects to this a lot of depth a lot of character customization you're earning gear and you're earning gems to put put in the gear and things like that but there's so much um i don't know there's enough depth to it that it doesn't feel like a a a game that's just targeted to uh take your money so that you can have the best gear as a free to play player um somewhat free to play i have spent about 10 bucks in this thing but somewhat free to play player there's a lot of content that you can get yeah. to without having to worry about some uh whale who's spent thousands of dollars in the game and uh um and smashing uh everybody around them right in pvp the game itself so, by the way like i'm we have it playing here yeah, if you're watching the live amazing. video I, i'm very impressed with the quality yeah of a you know like a mobile game it, it it's it totally doesn't feel like this easily could have been a switch game it's got a very and i always forget the name of it um there were there was a series of marvel games started with the uh, ps2 um that were centered in the marvel universe along this kind of top-down view kind of lines 
Marvel um, Ultimate? No. Uh, Ultimate oh, Alliance. Uh, can't remember Alliance, the name. Uh, Ultimate Alliance. Yep. There we go. Yes, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The similar kind of thing where you've got tasks, you're completing them as Marvel characters, and um, easily could have seen this thing on a console. Would have loved to see it actually as a as a PC slash desktop, you know, a Mac game. But um, hey, I'll play it on the mobile. I'll throw it on my iPad. You definitely want it on a bigger a bigger I was gonna tablet say, screen. I was going to ask you that. Um, there's, yeah, doesn't it plays okay on a phone, but you're going to want to play it on a bigger screen for a lot more control and, and uh, connectivity. There's currently no controller support, which is kind of a bummer. You're using on-screen thumb controls, uh, but hopefully that changes. Hopefully they get some controller support in here. Right. Super impressed yeah. by this, dude. I had no idea that this was a thing. Like, I yeah, this, this is. Uh, I, I there was another another Marvel game that um, Strike Force that I played for quite a while and just basically gave up on because it was starting to feel like work. This one doesn't feel like work yet, so <laughs> I'm, hoping that, yes. I'm hoping that it continues to not feel like work. <laughs> and how much does it cost, Brian? It is absolutely free, oh, is and, really? and you can play it as a yeah. It's it's a free to download game, and you can be a completely free to play player, not spend any money. You'll earn these gems that you can use on opening up extra character slots, so you can have oh, cool. one of each of the eight right. characters. Um, Magic, who um, uh, we're seeing in the Midnight Suns game, that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Right. I know that's not a PS exclusive, but yet another. Marvel game on the horizon that I'm really excited about. Um, Magic is is going to be the next character added to this thing, so they're they're going to be uh, re regularly adding characters to this thing that you can then take and level the same way and add to your squad. So cool! Sounds cool. Yeah, so cool. To to give it, it a shot. Check it out. Yeah. So we always rate it out of ten. Uh, what would you give it? I would give it. I would give it a. Let's say seven and a half. Now I'll say eight. Eight out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah, great, great playability. The only complaints I have is that there are many, almost too many modes, game modes to play in. So you've got your regular storyline, but then you've got a couple different PvP modes. One as a group, one as an individual player. Mm. You've got raids. You've got uh, instances. You've got blitzes. And it seems like they could probably pare down some Let's of those things and make it. Add so all the buzzwords yeah. that we can about group content. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So well, that'll be the next Maybe. game that uh, Filthy Casuals raids in is some. Marvel. There we go. Yes. Uh, Marvel Future Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Too cool, man. Too cool. Well, thanks for bringing that. And uh, and thanks Excellent. for joining us, gentlemen. That's going to be a show. As we do, we like to clap it out. Let's clap it out, chat. Say job well done, Mr. Ibit, as as always, uh, with everything oh, that you thank do. You. Pleasure um, was mine. Well, I want to give folks an opportunity if they haven't heard you for some reason, like to know where to get your stuff. Where can people sure. find you? Yeah, the the uh, best place to start with is the show Coverville. It's a cover music uh, podcast that I've been doing since 2004, um, featuring independent artists and uh, smaller bands and labels doing transformative covers. This isn't your sound alike kind of bar cover band that tries to sound like Coldplay one second and, 
and uh, you two the next. These are these are covers that transform a song into something brand new and give you a new way to experience the songs that you're familiar with. And most shows focus on covers of and by a specific artist. So um, recently, folks like uh, the Killers and um, uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the the, the sweeping differences of, of shows I've done recently because like we've had yeah Roy Orbison, right. ZZ Top, Tony Bennett, Depeche Mode. Um, and stuff like that. So uh, you'll find that at Coverville.com. Of course, the other show that uh, that these guys uh, and and I know very well is America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a lesson in how to podcast, but it's done through a reality show uh, engine. We use the it's like you know the Unreal Engine. We use the reality show engine. So um, uh, check that out at America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Yep. And uh, let's see. I was on a show of yours recently, Soundography. That was a lot of fun. Oh, of course. Um, Soundography. Yep. Music show I do with uh, Hammond Chamberlain. We take a week and listen to the entire library of an artist and then talk about the highs and lows and where we saw the the path of that musician or band yeah. uh, going over the course of their library. That's fun. That's uh, All this that's, is so much fun. That's one of my favorites. Yes. Soundography oh, is a thanks. great show. And of course, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. No, those sorts of. Yeah. I, I hear what you guys put into it. I mean, that's got to be <laughs> it's a labor of love for sure. And then, uh, some bands, it's a lot more work than others. That's for sure. <laughs> I have to listen to this for like another yeah. hour. Oh, another another Reba McIntyre album. How many are there? Because <laughs> yeah, we we try Too and many. pick stuff that. Right. We try and pick stuff that people maybe only know one or two songs by that artist sure. like you know like a uh one hit or two hit wonder kind of kind of band um obviously reba mcintyre and and other groups we've done have had bigger uh runs but um but when you only know the hits it's like all right well let's delve deep into the catalog and see what their their it's, stuff is like and some some have been incredible it's surprises it's cool yeah it's very cool and yeah. of course uh, the morning stream your your daily uh dose of morning show that you can get every oh yeah that yeah frogfence.com slash tms it's uh like a like a radio morning show without all the obnoxious stuff that goes along with it yeah just brian Abbott being obnoxious intelligent fun yeah, that's, great. that's right it's just me being obnoxious <laughs> oh, oh, oh wieners and tacos yeah <laughs> well yeah there's that too <laughs> It's the best. It's the best. Um, well, thank you again. You're world-class, Brian Ibbett. Thanks for being here. Everybody go check him out if you haven't already. If you haven't, you're missing out because this is like one of the the uh, original podcasters doing his thing. So it's great. Listen, I'm on so many podcasts. People have to work hard not to hear me. <laughs> That's true. It's like, what are you even doing? Do you even podcast, right, exactly. bro? Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, for us here at Joystick and Mouse, you can reach out to us by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Our website is joystickandmouse.com. Also, you can get merch for the show. As a reminder, shop.joystickandmouse.com. Uh, some fun shirts, including something like this. And uh, also, uh, you can become a patron. Support what we're doing over at patreon.com slash joystickandmouse with some really cool rewards. So uh, with that, guys, let's do a quick round of so longs starting with you diddy see you later folks mr ibbett <laughs> arrivederci arrivederci i like that and for me be good to yourself be good to others so long if you like this show 
Check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>